Thank you for joining the Once Changing the World, which is India's first future tech meets sustainability podcast. And today I'm delighted and honored to have with me Mr. Alexey Sturgeon, who is the Chief Digital Health Officer of Jiro.ai, an AI drug discovery and a physics-enabled biotechnology company creating therapeutics against chronic diseases with a mission to slow down human aging. And Jiro.ai a digital biomarker for measuring biological age. So Alexi really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast. Why don't we start with a small brief introduction, your background and what got you interested in uh, human longevity? Uh, thanks a lot uh, for inviting me. Uh, I really appreciate uh, Eddie the chance to be part of your podcast. So yeah, um, what got interested me in longevity was actually something which is quite common for people in the industry, which was the uh, lecture of Aubrey de Grey. It was uh, already a little bit more than 10 years ago. Uh, and uh, I didn't quite like the lecture at the time, but he has put an idea that uh, human agent is actually something that we can decelerate, uh, stop, or somehow affect uh, by some intervention. So at the time we had uh, initial data on animal models. Now we have a little bit more data uh, for both animal models and humans. But the fact that you can do something with human agent was deeply inspiring for me. And I thought, yeah, that's uh, that's an ambitious goal and a very worthwhile goal, goal for humanity. And uh, my uh, background is actually not quite common for people there. I mean, uh, usually people end up in biotechnology. They have been doing, you know, biology from school years. They have like PhDs in specific uh, deep topic in biology. I was completely not that way. Uh, I was an economist, uh, but um, I didn't quite uh, know what to do with my life. And uh, I, I thought like, you cannot really impact humanity with what economics offers. Most of the time, there are some applications where, where you can, but I thought with biotechnology and and agent that's where uh, and uh, by this day i think uh, the most amount of impact we can do for our species is to extend our lifespans and uh, yeah that, i decided to to switch fields I, uh, I i taught myself a lot of biology then uh, i i did master's degree in biotechnology uh, and um, then I, uh, I've been working a lot in the field, so I, I kind of now get this feeling and understanding of the field. Uh, and, and I like to joke that like for five minutes, I can pretend that I am a biologist. So if I uh, stop uh, saying something, people will, will, will think I'm a biologist. <laughs> but if I continue, they, they will uh, catch me. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm good enough at understanding biology. And basically, my career was in this place in between of biology and business and uh, 
basically, I was helping business people to understand medicine and biology and what the companies uh, are about, what problems do they solve, what, what, what is the actual technology. So probably one of my superpowers is to uh, tell in a very, very simple language uh, what is uh, happening. And uh, vice versa, I found myself helping biologists and doctors to set up their businesses, to, to, to run the uh, financial modeling part, the, the business modeling part, uh, and um, everything related to business part, because quite clearly most of these scientists, they uh, both are very bad at it, uh, and they don't want to do that. Uh, that's, you know, there are some people like Elon Musk, like Polly Musk, but they're quite rare on earth. So m most of the people want to do their own thing and they, they want to pair with someone like me, uh, to, uh, to do the business part. Uh, your journey has been really cool and exciting, starting from an economist to a master's degree in biotech, I'm sure that must be cool because I think like you rightfully pointed out, scientists, researchers do not understand the economics of business and you, you're there, I mean, who's not just, I mean, got a master's degree in biotech, but also economist. So that balance is, I think, can be very, very uh, helpful for a a anyone. And you, you pointed out that human longevity at one point in time it was a moonshot but it's no longer a moonshot because you know there are various companies startups researchers in the world who have got various approaches you know right from senolytics to addressing thymus shrinkage to stem cells to gene therapy and, and, and so, so on and so forth uh, a human longevity whether you said you know whether if you want to stop uh reverse or, or slow down aging all of this seems possible because we are actually kind of, you know, trying to do it in animal models and, and, and now we need to kind of replicate in human models. So it, it's something which is possible. I mean, what's the timelines right. we, we we don't really know about. W would you like to talk about Jiro.ai and also JiroSense.ai? Each of these companies, what was the vision that they were founded on and what, what are the services solutions that they offer? Yeah, sure. Uh, I will first uh, comment on the first part of your uh, question. Yeah, that's totally right. Uh, it felt like a moonshot 10 years ago when I joined the field and I was part of in silico medicine at the time. It was my first company um, related to longevity. Uh, and they are now actually almost a unicorn already, so they made it. They, they switched a little bit from aging, uh, but uh, not not far. Uh, so, and yeah, at that time when we were raising money, um, we were coming to biotech VCs, uh, and they said, like, look, uh, there is no market for it right now. The science is probably plausible. But uh, just understand, no, uh, no pharma is interested in aging because there are no doctors that treat aging. And uh, we don't have uh, like a, a societal infrastructure to invest uh, and then exit the companies like yours. 
the tech investors uh, were a little bit uh, more arrogant. They they thought we were just a snake oil salespeople. Uh, they're like aging, you know, that, that, that uh, isn't happening. Uh, sorry. And um, actually, at that time, uh, the only possible sources of investment were uh, like a super angels uh, or angels that uh, just believed uh, in the idea of uh, how cool it would be if uh, they can actually uh, decelerate or stop aging. Uh, but now things completely changed. There are now about 10 or probably a little bit more uh, funds that solely uh, are dedicated to uh, aging or longevity. Uh, j just like specific venture funds and there are um, I have like a specific uh, Excel spreadsheet where I track uh, all other funds that have at least uh, one investment in uh, the company who is doing longevity and there are uh, more than a hundred funds who have like some position there so you're right the, the industry is is getting momentum it's uh out of the cradle but it is still a moonshot uh don't get me wrong uh we we still i was just at the uh at the biggest conference on aging in copenhagen just two months ago uh and uh, i was uh, at another several conferences after that um the feeling is that the field is really improving, getting momentum, more money, more labs are opening, uh, more people are joining the field, but we still don't have a comprehension about what aging actually is. Uh, scientists still uh, um, they still struggle to define aging. So like uh, every every lab, like almost every lab has uh, a little own view on that. Uh, a lot of people focus on what's called hallmarks of aging. They, they call, they, they, they basically are focusing just one aspect of aging uh, and they don't, uh, uh, which won't solve the problem as a whole. It, it's still good, but uh, uh but it, it's uh, something uh, like on the grand scheme of things it's it's something of a dead end um so and now uh tr i'm transitioning to the second part of your question uh is what Jiro ai is doing and what Jiro ai uh, uh place in this whole industry is so uh in Contrast to most other companies which are founded by biologists, uh, Jiro is founded by a physicist. Uh, a phys um, and uh, uh, Peter, who is a founder, he has been doing physics of complex systems. So he, uh, in like, uh, and the, the picture is the following uh, most biologists approach problems from uh, bottom to top so they basically uh, have a, a, like a very deep understanding of like several molecular mechanisms and they, they like try to to dig very deeply and then uh, to to exploit this technology uh, and uh, 
but it, it's usually a, like a, a, a some specific mechanism, some specific issue, and then they they basic they found the company based on that. Physicists they usually uh, approach problems top to bottom, so they they model uh, this system as as simple as as possible in that case. So uh, what what Jiro AI is doing how it, and how it is different, Jiro uh, is trying to understand the actual process behind aging, the the most common uh, denominator, the the actual what is actually happening, which leads to all these uh, hallmarks of aging. Uh, uh, coming up uh, in humans and animals. What is uh, different, uh, like why there are some animals that actually do not age and why humans are not these animals. So uh, yes, and uh, I'm happy to announce that we just recently raised $6 million uh, for that. Uh, and this year we announced uh, collaboration with Pfizer uh, the leader in biotech uh, field, and we actually are doing um, cancel out agent signal from the biological data they give us, such that they are able to better target five um, process in in their case. Like they 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 will like the, the thing is uh, diseases have agent component and pathological component. And we take out agent component of the disease, so they be better understand the actual pathology. And this is kind of, in our opinion, it is a dead end as well. So like, you have to cure aging and not get all these diseases. So if you can stop aging, you will just, you know, you 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 don't you won't need to cure fibrosis or diabetes or like a plethora of uh, of any other disease, but. In the case of pharma they, and uh, biotech, they, they have like these existing markets which they have to cater for. They, they don't look uh, that long uh, beyond the horizon. Uh, so that's uh, what Jiro does. And uh, with regards to Duracense, uh, the part of company which I uh, had, um, the um, uh, what we do is we measure aging and this is like one of the uh, holy grails of the industry uh, which without which it is actually not possible to develop the actual interventions against aging uh, because to manage something you have to measure it and um, in our case, the measurement of aging is called uh, biological age clocks. And um, there are several other companies who have all sorts of biological age clocks. Uh, but in our case, we have uh, developed the clock based uh, on um, data from smartphones. And uh, our clocks, in comparison to other clocks, are uh, the most affordable and the most scalable ones. So they are a little bit less precise than the golden standard DNA methylation clocks, uh, but uh, uh, they are, 
you know, thousands times cheaper. So they can really be used at scale, at, at the scale of municipalities, cities, or even countries to see what sorts of general interventions are working, what sorts of public health policies are working, uh, which part of the country uh, or of the city is not healthy and is aging faster and needs more attention of public authorities. Um, so uh, it allows all the things and is um, uh, uh, we already have clients, uh, for instance, a company called Humanity uh, app. Uh, they have uh, more than 150,000 users. They're quite a big app uh, in the UK and uh, uh, in the United States. Uh, they use our technology at backend to basically calculate uh, of uh, uh, what uh, they uh, tell their, their clients uh, uh, what works and what doesn't work. And they also use it as a um, as a tool to, to calculate a health score and then show their clients every day. So yeah, that's uh, in a nutshell of uh, what we do uh, at JiraSense and Jira. Right. So, so what I'm hearing is that you have taken these large available data from Animal Bank, Biobank, these electronic medical records, and through which you, your transfer learning systems kind of understand uh, the biological age of uh, your, your a human being. And basis on that, you will kind of get into interventions of how do you maybe find ways to slow, reverse or stop aging? Uh, yes, uh, yes, yes. So yeah, let me elaborate on that. Like knowing the actual biological age will then allow for the following things. First, we can uh, mine the data for the actual drugs that people take and see uh, some irregularities there and uh, for instance see that like let's say some drug uh, uh, makes uh, biological age atypically lower or atypically larger and uh, that might be a, a possible target for aging. So we, we go there and study the mechanisms and uh, it might be a known mechanism or an unknown mechanism. So, uh, so it, and it might be either an accelerator of aging or, or decelerator of aging. So uh, this is one source of the, uh, of the mechanism and, and better understanding. The other source is uh, then you can uh, see like what people are typically looking younger and then you can go to the genetics of these people and see uh, uh, what sorts of gene variants they have and uh, look for therapeutics targets over, over there. Um, and um, then you, you can, you know, look for the most common denominators and uh, and uh, study it further. So th th that's the work which we are doing now to find the the, the actual drugs uh, that would uh, decelerate aging and then stop it. Lovely, how cool is this? So you're all saying that, you know, you, through the data, you also kind of decipher 
what drugs have effects on accelerating or decelerating aging and yeah, then you can yeah. find out find out ways to find out you know poss- possibly repurpose drugs you know because the way we which we are doing right now there is rapamycin and metformin which yeah. is already being used on, on uh, you, you know uh, for a very uh, aging yeah yes. so yeah so we, we want to find something like this as well and uh, it might be uh, you know a side effect so uh, which we might study and uh, you know, if, if uh, some drugs, they target several mechanisms and uh, that would be, uh, that might be a mechanism that we don't know about. I like the, the interesting thing with metformin and rapamycin actually is that I know uh, near Barzilai was on your podcast already. He is a big metformin fan, uh, but the, the recent data suggests that uh, metformin might not be that promising of a drug that it was. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, and it, it still might be a very good drug if you have, uh, definitely if you have diabetes or pre-diabetes uh, or um, uh, a metabolic syndrome. So when you already uh, you know, transition from being a healthy person to to diabetes. Yeah, that that will be a drug that will provide your health and uh, and uh, will extend life. But uh, the the question now is, uh, does it work in otherwise healthy people? Uh, and the the data is inconclusive, actually. The uh, and the, the, the actually it appeared that the famous study uh, which was published t- 10 years ago when they um, took uh, uh, tens of thousands uh, data samples from British uh, pharmacies, it appeared they, uh, they uh, didn't do quite a good work of actually picking the data. So they, they, they did some, you know, leaps of face there. Uh, and the, the, the effect power uh, was, uh, is actually not as strong as they claim if, if you like redo this tr- test properly. Uh, like it, and it was redone by several people and uh, other, other papers appeared uh, where metformin was uh, tried as an, inter- as an intervention. And yeah, unfortunately the effect was not as strong as we expected. Right, right. So now you guys are sitting on a lot of data. Right? Yes. And you earlier mentioned that uh, you are also part of in silico medicine, you know, Alex yes. uh, Zavaronkov. Yes, uh, yes. He's founded, I think he was one of the leaders who, who started leveraging AI for drug discovery. Yeah, he still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I, I mean, what is Jiro.ai doing? Because, you know, there's a lot of data over here. I mean, besides uh these interventions of to like slow stop or reverse aging what are the other moonshots that you're going for uh, with all of these data that you have yeah well i mean uh, i think uh, one moonshot is quite enough already uh like we'll we'll we'll, we'll try to deal with that so no the we don't have any other moonshots per se uh that's that's enough for us to try to understand aging further and develop drugs against it but uh to do this incrementally 
uh, we do partner with biopharma companies, so like earn some cash along the way, uh, like we did with Pfizer, and we now have uh, a collaboration like that um, upcoming with with another company, with another big pharma. Hopefully, it will we will be able to announce it uh, very soon. Uh, so uh, that's these collaborations don't directly uh, drive us towards uh, stopping aging, but it, it's like incrementally these are good. They they tell our investors that we can do something that uh, like our knowledge and technology is in demand by uh, you know by by the leaders in the field, and uh, that that's kind of a. Uh, an incremental step to get more funding uh, to for, for our main purpose, our main moonshot. You, you have a lot of data. With all of these insights, what do you think could be the approach of possibly you know going towards the moonshot of that stopping, reversing or slowing down age? Are there any insights that you've got which you think could lead to that goal? Yeah, I mean, uh, I cannot really talk about the actual mechanisms that are in our pipeline uh, right now because it's uh, like a most closely guarded secret. Uh, but I can tell you what I think we as a society should do because uh, it is really a moonshot. Uh, and uh, yes, we said there are a number of companies doing that already, but to be honest, we need much, much more companies. Uh, I mean, let's uh, if we take cancer field, so uh, there are like three or four thousand startups in cancer just in the US, uh, and it's probably an old data. And uh, uh, there are like several thousands more in, in, in the other uh, in the other countries. And with longevity, there are just like a little bit more than hundred companies. Uh, and uh, some of these companies are doing supplements. Some of uh, so like they, they don't even develop um, the interventions. So the field is very tiny. It's still very tiny. Um, and uh, to do meaningful progress, we need like more funding, more people. And uh, don't get me wrong, like every person helps. And we need, uh, we, we not, don't need just biologists, we, we need engineers. Uh, like in our company, most people are not biologists, they most, most people are AI engineers uh, or physicists. So, like. The, the, the most amount of work we do is working with data. Uh, so we need uh, designers, we need uh, doctors who, uh, I mean, like, who want to do not sick care, they want to do health care, they want to, uh, you know, uh, not uh, repair uh, human, they want to prevent human for, for getting uh, sick. Uh, we need uh, all sorts of people uh, to, to, to transfer to the industry. Um, of course, investors, uh, and uh, we don't know actually how to uh, tell about the industry. 
So I'll, I'll tell you an anecdote that uh, the, now the industry is like mostly called longevity industry. Uh, but about seven years ago, it was called aging uh, industry or aging or biogerontology or something like that. But like we did a uh, we did a survey of uh, usual people, and uh, what appeared is that when they heard the word aging, uh, they were thinking that uh, we want to at uh you know five years of life to a 90 year old who is bedridden who is like suffering already and we want to you know add additional five years of you know bad time to this 90 year old no it's completely wrong it's uh, and the, the problem was with the, with the actual framing of the industry with how, with how we were selling the industry and at that time we actually like rebranded it to longevity uh, longe or longevity biotechnology. But now uh, it's also getting a little bit uh, diluted. Uh, there are um, basically uh, many lifestyle companies call themselves like longevity. And uh, you know, what, what's like the, the company who is advising you to, you know, to do some supplements, uh, do yoga, uh, is longevity company and uh, you know a radical uh, biotechnology company who is doing um, inter like uh, epigenetic uh, interventions in aging is also a longevity biotechnology company. So, like, um, and still public needs to be educated on that because the main message and uh, is that, uh, and I said it already that if we decelerate or stop aging we postpone or actually stop most of the diseases from happening this is the most important message from the industry and we and uh, people don't get it like most people uh don't understand this message and uh they don't know it uh most people don't even know that aging is something uh that we can do something about so we, we, that we can target aging that um you know we can um uh, decelerate it so th they just learn early in life that you know aging is inevitable it happens to everyone and uh we have to reteach them that uh it's actually plausible to do something with it uh so yeah that, that, that i think uh, like this uh, the actual messaging part is very important and th that's why i'm, I'm going to your, your podcast <laughs> like uh, to the conferences and to to, to other podcasts is i try to uh, to to deliver these messages uh and like j just you know supplement what i said with numbers um about 80 percent of the diseases have aging component so aging is either a root cause or a very big contributor to this disease 80 percent of the diseases so uh, we can get rid of uh, four out of five diseases just by uh, uh, deciphering uh, and stopping aging so and like our world uh, spends about 10% of its GDP on healthcare. Uh, it's a huge amount of money. And I mean, like, if 
our industry would get you know just like one percent of this or just one percent that would be a huge impact much much larger impact than like uh any individual disease we are at the cusp of such a fantastic point in time but yes the, the main thing is, is that people need to understand that uh aging is the harbinger harbinger of all diseases yes and if we control aging that then we control uh possibly all all the diseases that yes. age kind of brings and like you rightfully pointed out that the aged population i mean there's a massive amount that's going out in the healthcare and that yes. could be completely uh, uh i mean you know we, we could avoid it if if we find a solution for human uh, longevity uh, yes you are part of in silico medicine and ai drug discovery is like become like a very very cool thing would you like to talk about uh, ai drug discovery and if there's any works that you're doing at jiro uh, ai in ai drug discovery there are two general directions where ai is applied in drug discovery i think uh, one is way more important uh, and uh, has way more impact than the other um, the more impactful use of the ai is in my opinion in target discovery is in actual deciphering of the disease mechanisms uh, in in case of zero uh, aging mechanisms uh, because uh, th there is so much data that uh, humans cannot really comprehend their head uh, their heads on uh, and it's much better done with ai the second application of ai in drug discovery is uh, generated generating molecules generating interventions so this is usually uh where you know, generative generative uh, adversarial networks are applied they, they like one of the technologies behind llms actually uh and, but i think this is a little bit less of an import of an importance it is useful in 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 some cases but uh like doing interventions in a brute force uh, in a brute force way uh it, it has become actually quite uh quite cheap so uh you can do like a mass screen of interventions uh relatively cheaply and uh ai will sometimes and and when you do a brute force mass screening in biological systems you're already you know a step ahead of ai because uh, ai predicts something like a properties of molecules in silico and let's say it gives you 10 candidates and then you go and screen these 10 candidates in in cells or in in in, ma in mice and it appears that you know in seven cases out of 10 the ai was wrong uh but like with mass screening you just skip this step and you already have like the actual signal so this second application of ai is is still cool uh and uh, and it accelerates the drug discovery process uh but i think the uh, target discovery part is uh, where ai is imperative and uh, the the game changer
Right. Uh, Alex, we really, really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast. What comes next for you? What comes next for Jiro.ai? What comes next for JiroSense.ai? And when do you think, realistically, we would be having possibly pills or some interventions which could lead us to that holy grail of human longevity, whether we, we get to like stop, slow or reverse aging? Yeah, uh, I will start with the end of the, your question. Uh, and the answer is, uh, I hate doing predictions because it kind of gets you in the position where you're sitting on the coach and just like waiting for the exciting future to happen, to happen. Uh, it doesn't work that way. We need every person. We need like, you know, the innovations, they go, uh, they can, uh, the, like the bifurcation point can happen because of just one individual, like say Elon Musk and space exploration. Just, you know, if if it weren't for Elon Musk, who would, you know, be 10, 15 years behind in, in, in space exploration. Uh, and uh, with longevity is the same. The, the, you know, the amount of resources right now, as I said, is too small. So uh, we need uh, not think that it will sometimes come, but we, we think we need to actively working for it to come. Uh, and like, uh, I cannot stress this enough, like, uh, you know, just telling your children that it is a possibility, telling uh, like students that it's a possibility. And uh, like, what, if you can persuade one or two person, people to switch their careers towards aging, that might be a decisive point. That might be something that will accelerate the industry for like five or 10 years. Uh, so yeah, instead of prediction, I, I, I'm giving a call to action. So, uh, switch your careers to the field, or, or at least help us. You can, uh, you know, just, you know, by being interested in that, you know, t telling other people you, you can, uh, um, you can, uh, give money to foundations that are doing longevity research. There are uh, DAOs like Vita DAO, so you can do crypto investments that will uh, accelerate the longevity research. So uh, yeah, take action. Don't, don't, don't just wait for exciting future to happen because it, it, it might uh, as well not happen. Um, and like, yeah, what's next for GiroSense? Uh, we are uh, finally uh, almost finished with our Android app and uh, we will be uh, releasing it uh, probably next month or so. So please, uh, um, yeah, please wait for it. Uh, go to jurosense.ai and um, um, and uh, yeah, wait for it. We will be redoing our iOS app, and uh, yeah, th this these apps are free. We just use the data we collect for research purposes, but the technology behind it uh, we provide for uh, health tech companies and insurance companies. So yeah, if you're working in, in these companies and uh, want to provide 
exciting uh, and engaging uh, metrics to your users or to develop your recommendation engines uh, we, we are happy to collaborate uh, we're happy to collaborate with academia uh, as well so yeah please uh, uh, send emails or contact me in any way uh, convenient yeah and for for Jiro, we are continuing to dig deep uh, in uh, aging and uh, understanding what's happening out there. As I said, hopefully we will uh, uh, release the news of the next collaboration with another big pharma. Uh, we will uh, need a lot more money. We will be raising uh, next rounds quite soon. Drug discovery is expensive. You need a lot of money to, to test, like when you switch to late preclinical and uh, uh, clinical development, the amount of money you need is, is enormous. So we will be raising the new, new, new rounds uh, quite soon. So yeah, please be uh, on the lookout for that. The best way probably to follow both, both uh, companies, both entities in LinkedIn, uh, where we uh, keep our uh, followers updated on what's happening. Lovely. Alexi, really, really... Or Twitter. Or Twitter. Perfect. Alexi, really, really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast. I'm going to leave down all the links uh, below your personal as well as your company's link. And you rightfully pointed out, I think, I mean, you know, rather than just um, waiting for it, you need to be part of the future. You know, you yes. help build and create the future rather than wait for the future. So I, I push my, I would uh, urge my listeners to take action, play a role in supporting, spreading the words. And 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 you mentioned, I mean, you know, the resources are less. And I hope that you know more investors kind of come together because this is a huge problem. If we can stop. Or reverse aging we, we can stop yes. all diseases and you are you pointed on the course of the conversation that nations spend huge amount of gdp yes. on the healthcare of these aged population and that could be controlled so uh yes. more, more power to you and zero sense uh, yes. uh ai and, and look forward to the android uh, as well as the ios application uh yes. and really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast and to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please press the subscribe button until next time see you guys bye bye Thank you. Really appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you.